What is the source of our identity? Some people look to their ancestry for their identity. So genealogy is very popular today. You can go on websites like Ancestry.com and track down your ancestors. And let's be honest, don't we all kind of want to discover somebody great in our history? Like, I'm related to George Washington, or my great-great-grandfather was a king or prince in Europe. I kind of accidentally learned about my own ancestry while reading the book The Hiding Place. The Hiding Place is a true story about a German family who was hiding Jews during World War II. Well, eventually they were captured and sent to a German prison. And one night in the prison, this old woman is crying out in German, Schieber, Schieber. And I thought, well, that's my name. Well, she was crying out for a bedpan. Apparently, my name in German means bedpan. So somewhere in my ancestry, it's not too illustrious. Well, in addition to our ancestry, Father Mike Schmitz is another way we seek to define ourselves is by our experiences or accomplishments. He relates the story of a man who went to his 30-year class reunion, and upon meeting his classmates, he said, I'm Jack. Remember me? I'm the goalie. He had played the goalie on the high school hockey team, and that's how he defined himself. Well, we often seek to define ourselves by our identity, our experiences, and even by our sin. Let's look at the prodigal son. The prodigal son is a beloved son of the father, but what happens? He wanders far from home, and he forgets his origins. He forgets who he is, and he falls into this life of dissipation, a life of sin, and he begins to think, well, this is what defines me. I'm a wounded, broken person. Pope John Paul beautifully at World Youth Day in Toronto in 2002 said this, We are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love. Our sin doesn't define our deepest identity. Now the gospel continues that the prodigal son coming to his senses. The Greek for coming to his senses means coming to himself, remembering himself. He remembers his origins. He remembers he is a beloved son of the Father. But he thinks that his sin still defines him. So he says, I no longer deserve to be called your son. And in fact, he thinks, well, I'm going to have to settle for being my father's hired hand. But what is it that impels him back to the Father? Well, obviously, it's the movement of the Holy Spirit who awakened in the prodigal son a hunger. See, when we're in the throes of our sin, it leads to alienation and emptiness, and a hunger wells up within us. We remember we're made for something more. So it was hunger that impelled him to return home, and it was when he returned home that his father reclaimed him as his beloved son. He was restored to his identity. The gospel so beautifully reveals the heart of the Father. So six details that reveal the heart of the Father. First, the Father sees the Son while he's still far off. What does that tell us? That the Father was watching for the Son, longing for him to come home, never losing hope. The Father's heart never loses hope that we will return to him. Second, the Father runs to the Son. So in biblical times, an elder would be seated as a sign of respect, and children would come and stand before the elder. 
It would be disgraceful for an elder to run. So what does this tell us about the heart of the father? But the heart of the father is filled with compassion and love and joy, and he can't help himself but to run to us. Third, the father places the finest robe in his son. The finest robe is worn by the favored child. The father is reclaiming his son, restoring his identity. You are my favored son, my beloved. Fourth, the father gives him a ring. The one who bears the father's ring is set apart as a member of the family and shares the father's authority. Fifth, the father places shoes on his feet. In biblical times, slaves were barefoot. Only free people wore shoes. This is a sign that the father is releasing the son from his slavery to sin and setting him free. And finally, the fatted calf is killed and there's music and dancing and laughter. All this is done in honor of the prodigal son. This parable reveals the heart of the father, a father who never gives up hope, a father who's merciful, a father who the moment we turn back to him forgives us and reclaims us, restores our identity, a father who liberates us and frees us and delights in us. Well, we learn from this parable that love cannot be earned. Love cannot be earned. Isn't this the older brother's problem? The older son thinks he deserves the father's love. All these years I've served you. He thinks that he has a stake on the father's love by his own works. But the father's love cannot be earned. It is freely given to those who humbly see their littleness and who are receptive to receiving it. We learn also from this parable, of course, our true identity. Our identity doesn't come from the greatness of our ancestors or our accomplishments or even our sin. Our truest identity is found in the Father's heart, that we are his beloved children. St. Jose Maria Scriva said this, Anyone who does not realize that he is a child of God is unaware of the deepest truth about himself or herself. Let me just close with this. My takeaway from this parable on my 30-day retreat last summer. I was praying with this passage and certainly related to the prodigal son that over my life I had wandered far from the father. But I also came back in the sacrament of reconciliation. And as I reflected on my life, there was a cycle of going out, sinning, coming back, going to confession, telling the father, I'm sorry, and then saying, Father, I'll try harder. And then as soon as I left confession, I would leave home again on my own. It was my self-reliance, trusting in myself. And what I heard in my prayer was this longing from the Father's heart, thinking, maybe this time he'll remain home with me. See, the Father wants us to remain with him, to abide with him. Stop trying to conquer sin on your own. The spiritual life is not about trying harder. It's about making a deeper surrender. The Father is inviting us to remain with him, to live with him in the Father's house where there is feasting and music and dancing and laughter. And all this is in the honor of us. The Father delights in his children.